I still can't get over the probably the best thing for me, um, and it's happened a few times, is when you see um, the little young swimmer, eight, nine, ten, um, meet their swimming hero for the first time. Um, whether it's get a photo or an autograph or say hello and you see how shy they are but you can see the impact that it makes on that little child's life is um, nothing else in our sport provides that particular moment. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares information, ideas and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden, and today we're talking to Mark Heathcote, CEO of Swimming New South Wales. Now, many of us are members of Swimming New South Wales, so I was keen to get an overview from him of the organisation. We talked about pathways for coaches, swimmers and officials, how they organised to get across the whole state, not just uh, Sydney, including the club and area network, advancing the art of swimming, how to get the best from Swimming New South Wales and also how to work on committees and also some of their plans for the future. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. I believe you've been with Swimming New South Wales for 12 years, uh, approaching nine of those that you've been in the, uh, in the CEO chair. Um, prior to that, you were with Netball New South Wales, and you've got a Bachelor in Applied Science and Exercise and Sports Science and Apl- Advanced Diploma in Sports Management, Sports and Marketing. How's that for an introduction? Have I missed anything key out from there? No, you've looked at my LinkedIn profile quite well. Um, I wasn't counting the years, but thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> but that, yeah, that pretty much covers the, my sporting career to date. Yeah. Oh, very good. Well, yeah. thanks for joining us today. That's okay. Now, I know you're paid to do your job, but yes. um, I've learned that nobody in swimming is um, gets involved in swimming unless they have a certain degree of passion and affinity for it. And uh, you've been up to your neck in it for, for many years now, as we've just been saying. Looking back, when was when was the moment you think when you became committed to swimming? Um, it was probably um, swimming myself as a youngster at school and being quite good at it. Um, so that was my sport, I guess, through um, primary school and high school. And yeah, had a real love of the sport, obviously inspired by the swimmers um, of that particular era, your Susie O'Neill's, Kieran Perkins, and then obviously into Thorpe's, Hackett's, etc. So um, it was always um, a sport that I would have loved to have been involved in. I didn't necessarily um, have any sort of goal to be where I am today in swimming. It was more, I guess, when you come out of uni, um, jobs in sport are as rare as hen's teeth. So you take whatever you can get, which ended up being netball. Um, just lucky to be in the right place at the right time, I think, with that, with um, a male boss who had about 15 female staff and was looking perhaps for a comrade. So uh, that's how I got my start in netball. And then um, I really enjoyed netball, actually. It was um, from an outsider's um point of view wasn't exactly 100% sure how it was but in the, the time that I had there I really enjoyed the experience it was fantastic and then um, 
again, right place, right time, got the chance to come across to swimming and I was like, oh, this is my dream job to work at swimming. This is fantastic. And then um, just was happy to be in swimming and then eventually worked my way up to be CEO. So very happy that how my career has got me into the sport that I love the most. So that's really... Yeah, that's that's the exciting part about it, I guess. What a wonderful story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful story. Yeah. Now, our listener has got probably a young swimmer or two in their family. Yeah. And I remember when I was at that stage, uh, which, yeah, I've got a bit of grey hair now. I didn't, <laughs> didn't know at the time. Yeah. Um, I'd heard of Swimming New South Wales and sort of it was, to me, it was some distant organisation. I guess I probably equated it a bit to the local council or something. Yes. Um, and over the years, I've become a lot more involved with Swimming New South Wales and learning what you do. But for somebody who doesn't know anything about Swimming New South Wales, big question. Can you try and sort of give a bit of an overview about the key things that uh, Swimming New South Wales does? You know, what is Swimming New South Wales, really? Um, so we obviously, we have the um, th- uh, just over 34,000 members across the state. And very much from my own swimming experience, um, when you join the, a swimming club, you'd be there'd be this far off organization and you didn't really know what what you were joining i guess um for the majority of members their swimming club is the face if you like of swimming new south wales and so our job i guess is not to um step on too many toes in terms of let the club be continue to be the face and provide the service to their members uh, to the members so our job I guess is to support those clubs to be the best clubs they can be and to grow their own membership and um, and then I guess in addition to that have a pathway for the swimmers um, both at their club and then perhaps beyond that we know that not every uh, every swimmer is going to eventually come into our pathway for either, whether it be a coach an athlete or an official but we are there to support those pathways um, uh, to allow everyone that comes into contact with our sport to achieve their potential. Obviously, the number one priority is swimmers to be able to come in and achieve whatever they want to achieve, whatever that may be. Maybe it's one day to get wear the green and gold tracksuit. Others, it might be to be their school swimming champion, um, a state swimming champion, one day go to nationals. Um, lots of kids enter the sport for a whole variety of reasons, and we want everyone to be able to. Um, achieve their goals um, and but yeah we only um, at the coalface deal with a, a significantly smaller group of um, coaches officials um, athletes but we want to support the um, the service delivery across the whole sport and that, that's usually through the clubs so you have an office here in just around the corner from Sydney Olympic Park yeah. and you're responsible statewide Yes. I believe your team is spread across the state as well. Can you talk a bit about how you're organised and how you manage to touch the whole of uh, New South Wales? Yes, so when I first started we were just this um, small office in Sydney. Um, There were just five of us at that particular time. Um, And we have, um, we got a... To be fair, a lot of flack like, oh, what would the people, those few people living in Sydney know about New South Wales, the whole New South Wales swimming all across the state. So um, we have gradually employed um, 
area development offices across the state, so they're based in the local regional areas. Um, and then furthermore to that, we've employed some coaching staff and recently, as, as six months ago, we put in a regional club development coach to go out and help the coaches in regional areas and clubs. So I guess our role has expanded to get um, that two-way communication between um, as many of the clubs as possible, if not all, across New South Wales, to spread our tentacles, if you like, so we come in, come into contact more with our members and their coaches and officials, parents, etc., across the state. So we aren't just a um, a isolated just here in Sydney, if that makes sense. No, that makes yeah. sense. Now, I was looking at your annual report, and the strategic plan is divided up into three sections. There's a participation, there's a performance, and there's a, a partnership. Yes. You touched on participation and performance earlier. Yeah. Can you just talk a bit about what partnership means to Swimming New South Wales? Um, partnership for us means partnering with, um, obviously, organisations that can provide a benefit um, to our members. Um, whether that be through um, funding of our organisation so we can provide greater service to our members or and or partnerships that will improve um, the, the pathway, if you like, of um, so that may be partnerships with New South Wales Institute of Sport um, and um, New South Wales Government, etc., to provide specific resources to... Um, so I guess segments of our membership that we can provide greater service to. So um, an obscure one, if you like, is that we partner with the um, Department of Emergency Services who are responsible for um, reducing the drowning rate in New South Wales to help Indigenous children learn to swim that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford to. So um, without that partnership, we wouldn't be able to provide that service and then those children may never learn to swim and then therefore they increase drowning rates. So I guess partnerships for us are about to seek like-minded organisations that can help advance the probably the art of swimming in New South Wales, not just the sport of swimming, if you like. I find it quite amazing that a very small team that you have is able to sort of have such an impact across the whole of New South Wales. And you talked about 34,000 members. That's, that's massive. Yeah. What, what's the best way for, for members to make use of Swimming New South Wales and make the best of it? I'm sure there's some interactions that go well and some that don't go quite so well. What, what would you give as a tip as to how to get the best from, uh, from your organisation? Um, well, definitely... Um don't be scared to reach out to us. We're, even though we are a small team, um, obviously servicing our members is, if not the number one priority, um, very high up there. So get in touch. Obviously, going through your club um, creates a, a greater efficiency so we can see um, if there are um, things, stories to share or issues to solve um, coming through the club and area network is the best way to get those because that's how the resources are set up. Um, but if it's like sending us a message on Facebook, sending someone an email, that's fine as well. Some They're um, very easy to respond to and then it gives instant information to our members as well that may have a particular issue. So, um, And we try to be as responsive um, to the members as, as possible in the sense that we don't feel like... We're preaching down high and mighty swimming New South Wales. It's definitely about t 
two-way communication and if we've done something and we've got it wrong and all the members come back to us and say you've got it wrong we'll make a change because we want to listen there that's the purpose of we're around there to serve the members not tell the members how they should be how the sport should be run so I guess yeah get in touch and um, let us know what you think or ask us a question more than happy to help yeah I know um a few of our local clubs have got a few challenges dealing with some of the pool management they deal with and I know yeah. some of them have spoken to you and have taken a lot of value from some of the advice you've had from them. Yes. So I can certainly, from, uh, from feedback I've had, know that it's, uh, you know, there's some, some wonderful support available if you, if you reach out. Yes. Um, swimming is full of committees. Uh, yeah. Voluntary committees with volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you probably spend more time on c- committees than many of us have had hot dinners, I suspect. Yeah. Uh, and I know our listener probably has been involved with committees as well. Have you got any suggestions about how to make the most of a committee and to, to get a good outcome? I think um, probably the my advice, if you like, would be that um, make sure the committee has a purpose for every time that it meets don't just meet for the sake of meeting um, and if you've got lots of purposes maybe allocate some time to each of those so you don't spend a heap of time on one particular purpose and then all the others keep getting left behind so um, yeah I would say if you're on a committee um, have a clear objective of what you want to achieve and then allocate the appropriate time and whatever resources you have to getting achieving that objective rather than just going through the motions because that's when people become disengaged and not interested anymore and you can unfortunately lose good people that way so try and stay on purpose if you can yeah very good now before i move on to my quick fire round of questions (laughs) that we traditionally close with i just want to ask you what plans assuming new south wales got for the future um well, we have a, a variety of plans, and we're we're about to embark on our strategic plan process for 2018 onwards. Um, I won't go through all of them now, but I think for us, um, we it was recently um, came out of some research that swimming is the number one uh, participation sport now in Australia, and that's people saying answering a question when when was the last time you swam have you ever swam done something um so that's encouraging sign for us that's a great thing for our for our organization um so one of the i guess the plans for us are to how can we be more relevant to more of those millions of people that swim as an organization um right now i would like to say that we provide good service to all our members but um, what about all the other people that engage in swimming in some what what can we do for them so we are uh, yeah are relevant for the hot, the swimming in New South Wales rather than just the members so without wishing to push you in too hard a yeah. direction could you imagine getting involved with the ocean swimming side of things and uh and you know all the other different seniors swimming all the different other strands of swimming and just general um general sorts yes we that's um i guess more the people that are out there that are swimming that have never heard of swimming new south wales or i guess and maybe like you opened with trying to close that gap between our organization and some of the people that um are involved in it or have never heard of it so um becoming more relevant to all those swimmers we um 
piloted, if you like, the Swimming New South Wales leaderboard. You may have seen over the last summer where we partnered with five ocean swims that took place over the course of the summer. Um, and rather than coming in and saying, we're going to run this event for you, they're already running very highly successful events, lots of people coming along. So we thought we could um, partner with them and create what we called the Swimming New South Wales 5km leaderboard. So all of those ocean swims offered a 5km swim. And so um, every every um, participant was eligible to be part of that leaderboard and add their points up that they earned each of the 5km um, over the five events, which was great. We got a lot of positive feedback. It was interesting because... Um, we've been an organisation that's been probably competitive focused for, if not over 100 years. So to move into that space, there was lots of learnings for us that we um, we need to learn from, from for the next time we do it. But um, it was a new experience and it, I think we got a lot of feedback that it was great that we were involved in some capacity in that series. So if that answers your question about getting into the ocean swim or those um, open water swimming events that's definitely an interest for us here. That's very exciting very exciting. So just to close off with I'd like to close with our traditional uh, bonus round of five five quick fire questions Um, first question what's the most useful piece of advice or piece of equipment that you've had in your swimming career to date? Um, I would say uh, coming, I would say my mobile phone would be the most useful piece of swimming equipment. When I first started um, at swimming, um, you would come in each morning and you would open up your emails and you would have, I don't know, sometimes 50 emails that since the day you'd, the before the, um, when you'd left the office. And so, and um, you obviously had the mobile phone for calls um, outside of hours, but now to be the ability to be um, able to respond and get back to people 24-7 I guess is both a blessing and a curse but if you're not always in the office it's great to have that to be able to keep um, I guess keep in contact with your team and then also various other stakeholders as well so that would be the most useful piece of equipment. The technical official Lucky Door Prize is wine or chocolates. If you were to win it, would you go for wine or chocolates? Wine. Wine. <laughs> Red or white? White. White wine. <laughs> but there's no fridge it comes in. Yeah. If you had your time again in swimming, uh, what, if anything, would you do differently? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, what would I do differently? Probably um, maybe what we just spoke about, um, about being more relevant for more swimmers, if you like, across the state. Um, Maybe getting that on the radar earlier on than, say, a few years down the track, trying different things. Yeah, I would say that would probably be um, the thing I would have tried to uh, get on the agenda sooner rather than later, yeah. What's your 50 metre freestyle personal best time? Uh, 28 seconds dead. <laughs> You're one of the f- fastest people I've interviewed so far. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and mate, what's the final question? What's been your most exciting swimming moment? Um, well, there's been, there's been a few, but I can't... Um, 
I still can't get over the probably the best thing for me, um, and it's happened a few times, is when you see um, the little young swimmer, eight, nine, ten, um, meet their swimming hero for the first time. Um, whether it's get a photo or an autograph or say hello and you see how shy they are but you can see the impact that it makes on that little child's life is um, nothing else in our sport provides that particular moment so um, we try and replicate that as much as possible but I don't think anything beats that when when that um, child meets their hero for the first time I think that's the number one moment for me. Mark, thank you very much indeed for your time today. Much no worries. Appreciated. Thanks, Ben. Happy thank to you. be involved. Thank you. We're up to episode four of the Swim.Rocks podcast, so we're getting into a bit of a groove, and I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. must thank the person that came up to me on the pool deck the other day to say how much they enjoyed episode one. That was the discussion with Liz Booth about how to organise a swim camp. Now, if you're enjoying what you hear It'd be really, really, really helpful to um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that will uh, boost us up the charts, which helps more people find us, which helps more people get involved in running, swimming, making it easier for everybody and also better for all of our kids. It's very easy to do. If you're listening on an iPhone, then do just go to your iPhone podcast player and you can uh, do the review from there. Alternatively, via another device, just go to iTunes and uh, leave us review. Take you about two or three minutes and would be very, very much appreciated. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we'll be talking about technical officials with Peter Shell. In the meantime, do please stay dry. Oh,